0: Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's podcast. So, today's podcast is inspired by the fact that the moon is a waxing moon so basically it's a little teeny tiny sliver that's all that's left and as i record this i wanted to change it up a little bit it is actually about nine ish at night i'm walking around so sorry if you hear a little bit of background noise but it's called mother nature or a dog (laughs) and the stars are out and it is beautiful and you're probably wondering, well, what the heck does it have to do with today's episode? It actually was inspired because of what went on today. I was talking to a coworker about getting my taxes done, which is obviously a super sexy um, topic. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, um, I've been working with an accountant for a couple years. Like I finally found a decent one, but now I feel like I have to chase them all the time. And I don't like that. I don't feel like I should have to chase my accountant to be like, hey, do my work and I will happily give you money because it's one of those things that when you have a team, you shouldn't have to chase them to give them money. They should perform their job and kind of chase you so that they could bill you in a sense. So I was thinking about that and here is the episode today. It is basically how to hire your dream support team. And the entire point of it is because that team is supposed to make your life easier, whether it's your day job, whether it's your hustle, whether it's your entrepreneurship, whether it's just your life, it doesn't matter. The team is supposed to make your life easier. You're not supposed to make their life easier. So I figured because I am slightly hyper tonight um, that I would go ahead and record this episode for you guys and walk under the beautiful stars and Show and, well, not show, but share with you the tips of what I've learned over the years in hiring a really good team that supports me. And mind you... All the notes, all the steps of everything I'm talking about is going to be over at margaretstevens.co and that is where you can find the show notes for everything. And then the four, wait, one, two, three, four, five, five. (laughs) The five steps that I'll be going over, you can find them all there. And of course, the journal prompts you can find over at margaretstevens.co. So listen, but don't worry about writing anything down. And then as you grow, And as your life changes and evolves, come back to this episode and kind of use it as a guiding principle so that you can figure out how do you need to adjust your team. So with that being said, let's go over some myths and let's bust them. So the first thing I just mentioned is that you need a team. So you may be thinking, well, hey, I don't have a business or my business is super, super tiny and I'm not making any real money right now. Why do I need a team? Or you may be saying, well, Margaret, this is awesome, but I don't work for myself. Why do I need a dream team? Your dream team can be the things... Let me rephrase. Your dream team should be the people that make your life easier. So every person is going to have a different type of dream team. So some entrepreneurs are going to have a personal assistant, a chauffeur, a chef, an accountant, a CIO, uh, yada, 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 right? Other people may have a housekeeper, a part-time nanny that they can use for babysitting that they love and trust, and an accountant. Some people might have an accountant, a mentor, and a bookkeeper, and, 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 and. But you get the point. Literally every person that I described, regardless that we don't know what they do for the most part, they all have a different dream team because it all makes their life easier. So the first one is a very high-level entrepreneur. The second person is a working parent. I don't want to just say mom, working parent. And maybe the third person is a more smaller or mid-level entrepreneur. Again, it's all to make their life easier. So you're probably wondering, well, if I do need a team, why do I need the team or how often do I communicate with them? And again, I always go back to what is going to make your life easier? So if we're talking about an accountant, you know, Maybe that means you have to have a really good bookkeeper to keep all your stuff straight throughout the year, and you meet with your bookkeeper either every month or every three months, depending on how big your business is, so that all your books are in a row, so that when you get to your accountant at the end of the year, it's kind of turnkey. Or... If it is a housekeeper, maybe the housekeeper comes a minimum of twice a month and they do a very deep clean, but it's a deep clean that you have written out. I want you with your dream team to be very, very explicit about what you're asking out of them. So another myth might be, okay, well, it's going to be a lot of hard work to find my dream team. Eh, Not necessarily true. So there's this thing called Google (laughs) and I want you to go ahead and Start Googling for people that do what you're needing. Start Googling for a babysitter, a nanny, an accountant, a bookkeeper, a driver, a chef, whatever. Like I'm not judging. So start Googling for that. Start asking for people for referrals. And then when you do that, you can start to see, okay, there are plenty of people that do what you need out there. So let's get to the next myth. Well, I can't afford them. I can't tell you how many times I thought I couldn't afford someone. And then I was like, holy crap, that's their rate? It's way cheaper than I thought. And I'm like, how are they making money and making a living? I don't think they're making a living charging me what they're charging me. And majority of the time, it's because they did other things with other clients or they had other high-end packages so they could offer me a lower-end package or an entry-level package because that's what I needed. I didn't need some high-end, crazy, they're-holding-my-hand-20-hours-a-week package. So it was drastically more affordable. And the other part of, you know, oh, can I really afford them? is you have to start evaluating, evaluating what your time is worth. And I don't want you to think that this is just for entrepreneurs. This entire episode, I'm going to be bouncing back and forth from a worker to an entrepreneur because it applies to both. And I want to give scenarios and examples for both. But you don't have to be an entrepreneur to value your time. So maybe you make I'm going to make it up 15 bucks an hour at your day job. And you may wonder like, well, you know, is my time really worth 15 bucks an hour? And sometimes I would say yes. And sometimes I would say no, you needed your time is worth more. So when it comes to let's give a scenario, an example of evaluating your time when you work for someone else, and that's all you do. Well, let's say you make 15 bucks an hour, and you are a parent, and you want to spend time with your kids. If you're paying someone you know, 30, 45 bucks every two weeks to come and clean your house. So you have more time to spend with your kids. Like your time is worth that $15 an hour that the person is coming over and cleaning because the time that you're spending with your children has more of a value than the actual dollar amount of what you are paying them. So let's use the example of someone that doesn't have kids but still works for someone. So it could be a couple that they don't have kids But they want to do date nights more often. Well, if you're paying someone, let's say, 60 bucks a week to make you three... And I'm going to make it up again. I'm not using real numbers. I'm just making things off the top of my head. You pay a personal chef, you know, maybe three times a week. Or maybe you pay a company like a Blue Apron or whatever. But you pay them to make meals for you three times a week so that three times a week you have more time to spend with your spouse versus fighting over what's for dinner and who's cooking. So it's little things like that, that I, that is how you should look at your time. And then an entrepreneurial example, entrepreneurial example. So being an entrepreneur, it's going to be The journey, your biggest journey as an entrepreneur is learning how to value your time and work with very profitable customers. So there's either two models that basically exist out there. You are either doing the volume method, which I call the Walmart method, which everyone calls the Walmart method, and you are making all of your money by selling just sheer volume of stuff. And then there's the other end of the spectrum, which is like a Rebecca Wang, Rebecca Wang, (laughs) Rebecca Minkoff, or Alexander Wang, or a Gucci, or a Louis, or any other high-end brand that you can think of. And they don't sell to the masses. They sell to maybe 10,000 people or 5,000 people, but they charge a premium. So as an entrepreneur, you kind of have to decide which end of the scale you want to be on. Do you want to be selling to the masses like a Walmart? Or do you want to be starting to sell more toward the collectively select few and you want to be more like a Louis Vuitton? So as you start to value your time and understand how your business needs to run so that it can support your life and make you happy and also make you money all at the same time, you will start to understand, hmm paying the bookkeeper to come out a hundred for again another example. If I'm gonna pay a bookkeeper to come out and do my books and it's a hundred bucks a month or a hundred and fifty bucks a month, well how long does it take me to do my books? So let's say you're using QuickBooks and for example it takes you ten hours, which is somewhat realistic, to do a mid-size level business under and you're putting in all the sales, the transactions, the inventory, the purchase orders, all of that, it takes about 10 hours a week. Well... Your bookkeeper can set up things, automate things, and just physically move faster than you. And she's $150 a month. So if you're charging a billable hour of $50 an hour, you know, you're like, okay, well, I just need to sell three billable hours a month to pay for my bookkeeper. And she's also going to save me 40, well, not 40, 37 hours a month. So if I was to take that 37 hours a month and use it to sell, I can make way, way, way more freaking money than if I was spending the time bookkeeping. And you know, I know other people have given that example, but I like it because I like to think of it with the actual dollar amount and it's somewhat realistic. The other thing, too, might be that you're the entrepreneur and it's still that $150 a month. And you, instead of saying, well, I'm going to spend another 40 hours a month selling, you maybe spend 40 hours or 37 hours a month automating something. Everything doesn't have to be about increasing the customers to make a new sale. A lot of the time what people can do, especially entrepreneurs and especially when you're building your dream team, you need to start to identify where you have these big leaks in your life. So an entrepreneur might start out with a bookkeeper and then maybe they move up to a graphic designer and maybe they move up to a social media manager and then a this and a that because they're understanding that I am spending a Disproportionate amount of time doing something, and I am losing the entire purpose of why I had my business to begin with. And let's say your business is to create vases, you create custom vases and custom chinaware and cups. Well, it's probably going to be a lot cheaper to hire someone to do your marketing, do your bookkeeping. Do your packing, things like that. You know, maybe your book, your marketer does your packing because you don't have enough hours for them. Whatever the scenario is. But it's that is where you start to value your time. And that's where you start to build your dream team. So in that example, literally, I just gave, that's a version of a dream team. Your dream team is your accountant, your marketer, and your packer. Because those are things that if you spend your time focusing on making more chinaware and glasses and vases, you can make a disproportionate amount of money in comparison to the amount of time it actually takes you to spend doing those things. And the other thing too is, think of it this way, you are taking money and you're putting it out back into the, not ether, but like back into the ecosystem so that you are supporting other people that are supporting you. So you're supporting that nanny, you're supporting that bookkeeper. You're supporting that social media manager. And it's kind of good karma to not, you know, do everything yourself because you physically can't and it lets you scale. And the other thing too is you can start to let your dream team really support you. So what do I mean by that? That means that they have taken genuinely, taken things off of your plate so that you can focus on the things that make you money, that make you really good money. And I'm not talking the bullcrap profit of, oh, I made 7% on the sale. I'm talking, you are focusing your time and you're getting really, really clear on your time that is making you 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80% profit, which it is possible. Again, went on a little tangent in regards for entrepreneurs, but if you are an employee, so your dream team is supporting you so that you have more available time to spend with the people that you love or, or doing the things you want to do anyway. So the dream team could be that Blue Apron company or that HelloFresh company. It could be someone that comes and cleans your house once a month, once a week, once every two weeks. It could be a mobile pet first person that comes and washes and grooms and bathes your dog so that you don't have to schlep out to them. You know, these are all little examples of building a dream team that is supporting you so that the hours you would have spent grooming the dog, trying to figure out what to cook for dinner, um, cleaning your house and, you know, where they could clean your house probably way better than you because they're focused on it. You could spend that time with your family. You could spend that time with your spouse. You could spend that time with your fur babies. You could spend that time by yourself. You, you get my point. They're supporting you live a better life. And in return, you're supporting them by giving them a ways to pay for their version of a better life. You know, I have this belief that I am so willing and so happy to hire someone to do something for me, even when it feels really scary. Because... I like to think of it at one point, I was the person that was receiving that money and benefiting from it. My dad, when I was really little, went through a stint where he was a, I guess, a freelancer, for lack of a better word. And he had a little company and he had a boss that paid him to do pretty decent jobs. And for the time that he worked for that boss, like because that boss paid my dad, my dad was able to put food on the table. My dad was able to clothe us, pay the bills, support us. So I am always forever grateful for being on the receiving end of that. And even as I've been an entrepreneur throughout my adult life, I'm incredibly grateful for the people that give me money in exchange for the things I provide for them. So whether it's consulting work, social media work, web design, um, Life coaching, for lack of, lack of a better word, you know, they are paying me, and in return, I get to pay for dog food, I get to pay for my cell phone bill, my light bill, all of that type of stuff. So, I don't want you to think when you're building your dream team that the little bit maybe if you start really small, that little bit of money is insignificant because it really can make a big difference to someone. So, now that I've busted. A ton of myths, or at least what I feel is a ton of really big, bullshitty myths around hiring your dream team. Let's go ahead and dive into the five things that you want to focus on when you are hiring your dream team. So, first things first, who is that team? And if you don't know who that team is, or maybe you don't have an existing team, or maybe you want to round out the existing team how do they make your life easier so i literally want you i'll use examples when i go over every step but i want you to go ahead and write down who is that team so if you are again an entrepreneur you should have most likely a bookkeeper and most likely an accountant and you would write next to it how is a bookkeeper? You would ask yourself, How is this bookkeeper making my life easier? Well, they're making sure I file all of my expenses accordingly, so I can get the best, best tax return possible. How is the accountant making my life easier? Well, they're filing all my stuff on time, so not only there's a bigger chance of a better, you know, better return because they're capturing all of my expenses, but I'm also not going to get in trouble with the government because my taxes aren't late. So that's kind of an example. So another one would be, let's go with the nanny. How is the nanny making your life easier? Well, my kids are able to be in a safe environment with someone that I really trust while I am able to do other things because I can't care for them at that moment. So that might mean you are going on date night with the hubs or that might mean you need to go and do a mom day. But you know your kids are safe. You know that they're cared for. And that is how they're, it's making your life easier because you never would have left your kids alone if they weren't in a safe and cared for environment. So you kind of get my point. Every single person or every single job description that you write down as part of your dream team, I want you to write down next to it in a very, very clear manner. How are they making your life easier? And if you can't figure out how they're making your life easier... Ask someone that's close to you and say like, hey, I am, I don't know, I'm making it up. I am hiring or I've hired the social media person. How is, making, how is she making my life easier? Because I can't really put it into words. Someone else can help you with that. But I want every single person on your team to have what I consider basically a job description. And their job description is to make your life easier. So step number two, whether you are building, your building a new team rounding out a new team starting from scratch I want you to focus on calling those people's referrals so this is something I never really did in the past and it was the dumbest fucking thing I ever did I would get most of the time let's rephrase let's not beat myself up completely so most of the time I would get a referral for a bookkeeper or an accountant or this person or that person and i would ask for referrals i would get the referrals and never did i never did anything with them i never called i never emailed i never drove by i never did anything and you might be wondering well you got the referral so what does it matter so the referral for the most part shouldn't be you trying to figure out if they are a good business person or not You should be able to ask intelligent questions to that person to understand if they meet your needs. So where the referral comes in and why you're calling these referrals is you are calling them because you want to see if your personalities and the way you do things match up. So let's go back to that nanny or that let's go back to the nanny. So if you're calling a nanny or, you know, you have your referrals for a nanny and you decide to speak to the five moms That, you know, the nanny gave you. They're like, okay, you know, here's my list of referrals, yada, yada. So you may want to call because maybe this nanny has a very specific dietary thing that she will only feed your children. I don't know. Gluten-free, vegan-free, lactose-free food. And maybe that's not your belief. She may be a phenomenal nanny, but if your personalities aren't going to match up on food, that's going to be an issue for you. So... And not to pick on Annie's and not to pick on food. You get my point. So same thing with like a bookkeeper. So maybe you find a really great bookkeeper or a really great accountant, but they don't know your industry. So you're like, okay, well, they normally work with businesses that make between this much and this much and they can do this, this, and this for me. But if they don't know your industry, then they're not gonna be able to maximize your deductions. So I go back to, is that really a great fit? You're going to be searching continuously for someone that's going to make your life easier you should not be telling your accountant or your bookkeeper how to do things or hey this is how this works or hey this is how that works you want to find someone in your industry same thing for that nanny you're gonna to want to find someone that has similar beliefs and structures that you do because then at least for your kids it's a very cohesive and very transparent relationship that you have like the nanny doesn't let them run wild and go cray-cray and have no rules when you are this very strict, very structured person. It's too much stress. So how it, affects, how it affects the kids is how it would affect a business person. So I hope you can get the clear distinctions of, you know, if you don't find someone that has the same structure as you or beliefs as you, it's going to affect you, whether it's your kids or your business. So with that... Call the referrals, and that's what you're looking for. Ask probing questions of, hey, how do they handle crises? You know, if you were, regardless, whether it's a business or a personal, how do they hand, handle crises? Do you constantly have to follow up with them or do they follow up with you? Little things like that. That'll help you get really, really clear on the type of personality that that person has that you're getting ready to hire. So, step number three is. Do they have the initiative to where you don't have to chase them? So again, what do I mean by that? I'm meaning that they may be, let's go with the bookkeeper. They may be the best bookkeeper in the world and they may be completely knowledgeable about your industry, but you're literally having to call them and remind them to come do their job. So when it comes to things like that, I again have gone through that in the past, you know, it has nothing to do with a bookkeeper or an accountant, but I've hired other people on my team where I wasn't very clear on what their roles and responsibilities were. So therefore, they weren't really clear on what they were supposed to provide for me. So I was constantly kind of changing the rules up on them and constantly chasing them. Your dream support team is someone that you're not chasing in in a sense that they're chasing you. So if we go back to that bookkeeper, the bookkeeper would be like, okay, well, I'm going to be taking over your books. Here's a list of all the documents that I want you to collect for me every month. And I want you to put them in an envelope. And then what I will do is I will swing by on the, I don't know, the 10th of every month. I will grab that envelope for you. And I will either do your books here or I'll do them off site. And I will file all your paperwork for you. Sound good? Good. And then on the 10th, she would show up or he would show up and say like, okay, do you have my packet for me? And then if, of course, you said no, now it's on you or maybe that's a learning opportunity that you didn't understand some of the things that she was requesting. So same thing again with that nanny. So, you know, the nanny would be, hey, you know, texting you or calling you or sending you an email, whatever. I don't know how nannies work, um, but they would say, hey, I've got three open nights this week. Would you like to book me? You know, so they're kind of taking the initiative and then it's up to you to say, yes, I'd love to take you up on two of the nights or two of the afternoons or whatever the arrangement is. They could even be like, hey. I know that you want me for, you know, you're thinking of having me for five hours a week. Why don't we try five hours a week for the first two weeks? And then from there, we can see if we need to bump it up or not. So again, they're taking the initiative. They're kind of getting into the groove of your life. And then they're starting to take over some stuff so that it's off of your plate for the time being. And it's making your life easier. I I can't stress this one enough I have had so many people I have hired in my life where I have chased them and the reason why I hired them and the reason why I chased them is because good bad or indifferent they were cheap and I'm like man they're really cheap you know and I didn't have the belief that I could afford to pay any more than what I was paying and as things grew And I didn't outgrow them. I kind of kept them with me. Like they couldn't handle the volume of things I was giving them. So instead of saying, hey, this is no longer working, you know, let's part ways. I kept chasing them over and over and over. And then it became a point of you know, kind of frustration and anger and resentment. And it's like, God, I have to chase this person again. God, this person hasn't responded to my email. God, this person hasn't responded to my text messages. Now you start to get panicky because you're like, well, I'm paying this person to do all these things and take take something off of my plate. And they've never really taken it off my plate because I have to chase them. So I can't stress it enough. I promise I won't beat it over, you know, your guys's head. Your dream team is someone that you do not chase. They chase you and they hold you accountable. So step number four, you have, quote unquote, a, you know, job description for your dream team, aka how they're making your life easier. You've called the referrals to make sure that it's a good personality fit. You know that they're going to kind of chase you. So the fourth thing that you would be doing is you would start measuring them as to what is success. So let's go back to that bookkeeper example. Success would be that by the 12th of every, you know, if we're using the fact that she comes on the 10th of every month and gets all your documents on the 12th of every month, your books are done. And she gives you a report to say, Hey, this was your expenses. This was your uh, income. Here is your profit. Here's some things to keep an eye on. So That would be a really, 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 really good measure of success of saying, hey, my bookkeeper is really doing her job and she's showing her value because my expenses are all caught up every month. I know what I'm spending. I know the category I'm spending it in. So maybe you're overspending in, I don't know. If we're using that Voss business, maybe I'm overspending in packing material and maybe I need to find either a better way to pack or a cheaper way to pack. Or maybe I need to charge more in shipping because that category is kind of ridiculous. And then you're looking, hey, what are my most profitable things? Hmm, maybe I should focus on these things a little bit more tell my marketer to focus on them a little bit harder and maybe we should drop one of our one or two of our least profitable things because it's actually kind of taking money away from the business or the amount of time I'm spending is not gaining me anything so all of those conversations all of those questions are coming from the fact that your bookkeeper did her motherfucking job sorry mom I know you hate it when I curse <laughs> but like here's the thing You're literally paying someone to do a motherfucking job. Hold them accountable. And if you feel extremely uncomfortable doing that, because maybe it feels like confrontation to you, before you actually hire them on, print out a list of all of their responsibilities. So going back to that bookkeeper... And then we'll go to the nanny. Don't worry. So going back to the bookkeeper, you would hire them and say, okay, cool. I want to have my stuff picked up once a month. I expect my QuickBooks to be updated and done by the 12th of every month. I expect to be able to run my profit and loss report, my yada, 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 You know, like list the X amount of reports you want to run. And you want to have her available to ask any questions. So she knows what she's getting into before she actually does the job because you have defined what is success. What is, damn, she did a really great job. She was well worth the money. If they have that clear goalpost and they're hitting it, then you know that it is working. If you have clearly defined the goalpost and it post and it is not working, then maybe it's time to lovingly fire them and say, hey, it doesn't look like we're a great fit. I want to go ahead and terminate our services. And now you know what to ask for in your next person. So, going to that example of the nanny. So, you've hired the nanny. She's now coming 10 hours a week because she's kind of chased you to have you understand that, hey, you really need more hours and what you're asking me to do. You've agreed. So, measures of success would be that she, I'm going to make it up so bear with me, she comes over 3 days a week after your kids get out of school and she helps them with their homework, she helps prepare a snack and she helps them pack all their backpacks and pick out the clothes for the next day. And again, I'm making it up. I don't know. I don't have kids, but if I had a nanny, those are things I would kind of want a nanny to help me do. Um so That is very, very clear levels of did she do her job or did she not do her job? And, you know, maybe yours is a little bit different. So maybe instead of the nanny, you have the housekeeper come. So if the housekeeper's coming, you can say, okay, here is what I consider, and I would want you to write this down. Here is what I consider a deep clean. And I'm talking, do not pull punches. Do not, like, feel like the crazy person and get it out of your way. Get it out of your system. So if that means a deep clean for you is pulling all of the AC vents and cleaning them, pulling all the screens off your window and cleaning them, cleaning the baseboards, like physically wiping down the baseboards, wiping down the walls, I want you to write that out so that when the housekeeper comes to do a deep clean, they know what you want done. You can measure the success of, hey, did she clean my AC vents? Hey, did she clean my baseboard? No, Either you have a coaching moment and say, hey, I noticed that this, this, and this got neglected. Can you come and fix that? Or you, again, let them go if it's not working. Um, Those are very, very, very clear metrics. And it's also a sense for you because, again, the entire point of this dream support team is getting things off your plate. So if you know that one weekend a month you go a little bit psycho and you do this massive deep clean and you would like to not have to spend that much time doing the deep clean and you'd like to have someone help take it off your plate, you want them to do either a job that is the same level of what you do or hopefully better. But if they don't know what your version of a deep clean is, if the nanny doesn't know what your version of you know, afternoon snacks are, maybe she's feeding them granola bars and you want handmade sandwiches. You know, if your bookkeeper doesn't know that you expect to be able to run these three reports on the 12th of every month, they're not going to hit the goals that you're asking them to. So that one is step number four, make sure you've defined the metrics and make sure you let them know what is success. And then step number five is kind of like a higher level one as you grow as your life evolves and changes because of course your life will evolve and change you should reevaluate your team every single year so i don't want to say reevaluate your via God I can't even say it. i don't want to say reevaluate your team in a sense of you're going to be firing everyone every single year and then you know, every year you're going to be hiring brand new people. That's not the case. Maybe when you are reevaluating your team, whether you started in the beginning of the year or the beginning of your business year or you pick a random day on March the 7th and you're like, okay, every March the 7th, I'm going to reevaluate my team. It doesn't matter as long as it's yearly. I want you to go back and look at your team. And then I also, from there, want you to go back and look at, hey, where could I use more support in my life? Because over time, things will change. Maybe you needed a housekeeper for a really long time, and then maybe you didn't need them anymore. Or maybe instead of just a housekeeper, you needed someone to come help out with cooking a couple times a week because you you don't know how to cook, you don't feel you're cooking healthy meals, and it's cheaper to pay someone to cook healthy meals for you versus going and getting takeout four nights a week, whatever the scenario is. Your life will change and your life will evolve, so... Your team should change and evolve. And it's also a really good time when you're reevaluating your team to go, hey, are they meeting what I've defined as success? Is my bookkeeper getting me my reports by the 12th of every single month? And I can go look at last year's calendar and every single month she knocked it out of the park. Or maybe she only did it three months out of the 12. You can reevaluate. Maybe it's time for me to get a different bookkeeper that can keep up with my volume. If you're looking at that nanny and you know what? You're like, man we've been awesome she's been great she's been um she went from just taking care of the kids three times a week and getting their snacks and helping them with their homework to now she's helping me take them to their um i don't know soccer practice or gymnastic practice or whatever you can reevaluate and go wow She's doing an amazing job in helping me and helping my children have our lives be a little bit easier. So I'm not frantic trying to get, you know, Jimmy to soccer practice and Susie to gymnastics practice, but they're both at the same time in different parts of town. What do I do? Like she's not, you know, she's helping you live not a chaotic life. And she's helping your kids live a more calm life as well. So if you're looking back at this and it's a year from now and you're listening to the podcast again, and maybe you can't find what you decided as your level of success and what your metric is, go off of feeling. Go off and look at every person on your dream team and look at them and go, how do they make me feel? If you feel, and like your shoulders pull in, your body pulls in, it gives you a little bit of anxiety, you feel a little overwhelmed, you feel a little resentful, they are not working. (laughs) So in the most loving way possible, fire their asses say you are fired I love you but you're not doing your fucking job get the fuck out let's make room for someone that is going to do their job if on the other more positive hand when you look at that person on your little list of review and you like you sigh your shoulders relax you feel calm you feel grateful my alarm goes off in the middle of a podcast You get my point. Like, you, it makes you feel lighter inside. It makes you feel joy. That's when you know you have the right person for that moment on your dream team. And as your life changes, as your business grows, as your family grows, as your time restrictions grow, you know, not everyone is designed for every single season of your life. Maybe you need a nanny while the kids are in elementary school, but maybe in middle school, your guys's jobs change and you have the flexibility to do the work that the nanny would be doing because you have either a less demanding job or you have a job that has more flex time or whatever the scenario is like don't feel obligated that the moment I take someone on my team I have to support them until the day I die no you have to support them as long as it makes your life easier so it's a really good way to kind of look over your year and go hey what am I missing what am i What am I grateful for it's another opportunity for gratitude, and we can all use more moments of gratitude in our life and it's also maybe in a time to evaluate and say, "Hey, am I paying them enough?" You know they're helping make my life so much easier. Maybe I need to either you know, have them do more services for me because I feel that they can handle more. Maybe I need to give them a, like a really nice Christmas bonus because they made my life like a bazillion times easier. You know, whatever the scenario is, but you would never know that if you didn't know what they were responsible for and you didn't know if they actually met their goals or not. So all of this goes back to Making your life easier, making your life easier, making your life easier. Clearing the clutter and the minutiae and the bullshit out of your life so you can do the things that you want to do and spend the time with the people you want to spend it with. Or, if you're like me, have no people days. (laughs) You know, it's it's not rocket science, but to get here, it takes confidence. And you can start really, really, really small. Like, literally, if small for you means... Hiring like a Blue Apron to deliver meals for you because you're tired of doing takeout most of the week. Like, it doesn't have to be a physical person. That's a service that it's making your life easier. That is totally acceptable. And as you grow and as you build confidence, and mind you, Blue Apron or HelloFresh, they're not sponsors of this podcast. I've used them in the past because there was times in my life where I was so all over the place. I was so overwhelmed. I didn't have the bandwidth to figure out what the fuck is for dinner tonight. And what the fuck am I going to cook? And did I have enough time to go to the grocery store? This is before you could... You know schedule your grocery shopping online and pick it up or have it delivered to you and blue apron and hello fresh made my life really fucking easy. They helped me in a time where I needed the help and I was so incredibly grateful for them. And then when I got out of that season of my life I didn't need them anymore. So I was okay to cancel their services. So. It's it's going back to you know your life is going to change your life is going to evolve as you gain confidence of this you're going to hire more people on your team and sometimes you'll keep them on for a really long time and sometimes they're only there for a season both of it is right but I go back to defining those metrics what makes it successful and successful even if you wrote out for the bookkeeper, I want you to have all my reports done by the 12th and I want to be able to run this, this, and this report. And I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Another metric for success is how do they make me feel? Do they make me feel, oh, God, that was so much better. Oh my God. Thank God they took something off my plate. Holy shit, isn't it? I don't have to worry because I know blah, blah, blah has that shit on lock or Are they making you feel like, God damn it, that motherfucker is not picking up my phone call. Why are they ignoring me? I am so tired of chasing them down. This is so frustrating. I feel like I'm going to miss this deadline. You kind of get the point. Excuse the massive amounts of cursing, but it's honest. I know it's what you're thinking because it's what I've thought. So that is a really important metric of success. How do they make you feel? If they make you feel good, keep them. If they don't make you feel good, get rid of them. So, If you have any questions in regards to building your dream support team or you want to send me a voice message and kind of run something by me and ask my advice, you're more than welcome to. You can use the Anchor app and send me a question, um, I guess a voice question, and say, hey, Margaret, how do you do this? And I can feature you in the podcast or I cannot. You are more than welcome to contact me, but I want to... I want to put it out there that I am available to help you. Think of me as your clearing of the clutter coach. I am your coach that is here to help you get the minutiae and the bullshit out of your life so you have time to do the things you want to do and spend it with the people you want to spend it to, spend it with, or lack of people you want to spend it with. But don't hesitate or don't think that I won't, you know, reach back out to you and I won't respond and I won't help you because that is what I am here for. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at MargaretStevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else.